Welcome to Tactical Permaculture. I've worked on projects ranging from the poorest to richest clients, from inner cities to suburbs to farmlands to remote wilderness, from the eco-war front lines to celebrity backyards. In over 25 years of service to the earth and the community of life, I've learned that in the fight for sustainable survival, growing is half the battle. Please go to tacticalpermaculture.com to read my blog, watch my videos, view my photos, access web applications, and click on the join membership link to access exclusive features. It's Tuesday, July 11th, 2023, episode 71. As I am surviving the, um, the, the nominal heat wave, I, it's like somebody said once, uh, yeah, some people call it the deep state. I just call it the government. And because I'm living in a desert, <laughs> people say, some people call it a heat wave. I just call it summer. <laughs> um, but seriously, yeah, I just recently did an episode called Shade or Die. And uh, I just listened to an interview with the author of a book all about how deadly the the extreme temperatures are and how people are just um underestimating the the kill factor of doing things that they would have done normally and throughout routinely throughout their life um hiking in midday and then um yeah more and more people are 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 it's it's misadventure what started out as a beautiful day ends as a nightmare. And that's happening more and more. Just heard about, this is the kind of stuff that I'm very interested in learning about, which is how the business as usual system starts to break down the point at which the bottom line gets eaten into by climate change. I know that uh, at least the U.S. military is is anti-partisan enough. If I can speak broadly, I know it's not. I know it's not exactly represented by probably the the numbers are probably more conservative leaning, but but I say it in a broad sense that. Uh, The mission, as it were, the the mission spanning all the branches of the military is to be ready to get in the fight and stay in the fight. And if all of your machines and electronics and personnel are dropping dead like flies and your I mean even your drones are going to start dropping out of the sky at some point you better have a plan B and the military is good at stuff like that so if anyone's going to lead a sober climate wisdom contingency plan planning tactics and strategies of acknowledging what's real without the partisanship I'm interested I know that I read recently that they had that there was some sort of um, pretty epic plan that was that was published I'll have to avail myself of it at some point but 
my brief thought I wanted to share here was something that had never occurred to me before and it's kind of a George Carlin-esque kind of a rant so I'm just gonna do the opposite of what I normally do and not elaborate so much and just just try to get to the punchline but this sort of climate debate which has all these if you're on the right you would say it's a bleeding heart mealy-mouthed hand-wringing liberals who believe in a conspiracy about how all the polluting corporations and imperialist capitalists etc are accelerating global warming and that they're social justice warriors climate justice warriors and should be laughed at and dismissed and made fun of and there's so much hypocrisy and irony I wouldn't even I don't even know where to start to me if the people who were willing to sacrifice nature to have a stronger economy but were the ones who allowed globalization to happen and have their industrial economy undermined by outsourcing and offshoring downsizing locally and I mean this is to me it's a uh, yeah, to be a to be a, a, a resident of, of of Flint, Michigan, for example, is one quintessential example, and to be a conservative, anti-left, anti-climate justice warrior, but be doing so in a state of disease and despair, coming out of jail or the the blood bank. And, and and spare changing but then blaming the left somehow <laughs> yeah it doesn't really add up what does add up is the corporations who are strip mining the fourth world outsourcing all of the industrial base from the US economy polluting the atmosphere accelerating global warming and laughing on the way to the bank while they're so called voting constituents prop the whole thing up and yeah I'm 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 really disappointed in the so-called climate deniers but I feel like um, the way that the whole discourse is framed there's not a lot I can do because I'm I am persuaded as an as a armchair earth scientist to say to myself you know what there the earth has Life on Earth has evolved and survived and thrived through ice ages and ages where the temperatures were higher, that there was more of a, a tropical band, and that just frame of reference, I'm not going to pretend like I know how to describe each epoch in, in the right, in exact right Latin terms, but I know that uh, 
yeah, there were... This this is not the the um, this is not the hottest time in the history of life on Earth. It may be the history the hottest some of the hottest times in the history of modern human civilization, technological civilization with recording devices to to make note of recent climate shifts. But to me, it doesn't really matter whether it's completely exogen, uh, exogenous the cause of global warming at this time, whether it's just some some murky dynamic between the cycles of the sun and the proximity of the earth and this is something that we go through on a cyclical basis that we we haven't yet fully understood scientifically so we don't know if it was to be expected or not. I mean there's certain things like solar sunspot cycles and whatnot that we seem to understand the the patterns of but for me I would say that I don't want to enter like the art of war. <laughs> you know don't don't fight a battle that you haven't already won that kind of sentiment to me I don't want to enter a discourse where the framing of it says I've got to it's either 100% artificial or 100% cosmic or natural because the extremists on either side are going to want to have you fall into alignment with either one of those positions whereas I would say it's probably a little of both. And and the simple, what hit me today that I had never heard anyone say before, but I don't spend all my time thinking about, I mean, I don't, I don't spend all my time in this movement because I feel like, I mean, I'm one of those extre- beyond extremists who says none of the, none of the technological waste streams that we create, none of the None of the resource extraction that we do, none of it's justifiable. It's all earth rape and it all has to be stopped by force if necessary. And that doesn't mean violence, but it does mean force. And that that's that's the, that's those semantics I'm willing to adjudicate with the grand juries and and that's something that I have, that's the hill I'm willing to die on, and that's the cross that I've been willing to bear for most of my life now. It's the art of force versus violence. That's my ethical, those are my ethical boundaries and those are the movements of resistance that I come from that make a distinction between force and violence to fight the good fight. And um, I'll leave that at that for now. But be, but my, my bigger point being, my main point being that with that is that uh, I don't want I don't endorse more high technology to barely mitigate carbon emissions or to do cap and trade or some sort of 
shell game so that we can so that the entire world can raise its living standards up to the first world so to speak while i acknowledge the laments of people in so-called developing nations who say it's unfair for the global north or the west to say well we made it to this leisure class of luxury and robots and washing machines and living in the space age sort of um lazy sloth obese fool's paradise and uh now we're feeling guilty about the suffering that we're still displacing on the third and fourth world because we can afford to put ac almost everywhere and to mitigate the grid if we have to most of the time not all the time whereas a lot of other countries who are still burning a lot of coal they would say f you we're going to keep burning coal and we're not going to slow down because who are you to tell us that we should stay that we should opt to cut off our progress towards ultimate technological civilization it's easy for you to say you already made it to where you you had enough or you ready to start looking at alternatives which most mo- most of which have a shadow that we're not willing to address uh adequately so yeah it's it's a real paradox that we're in because the global north the the west they we don't it's not popular to want to actually say hey let's live 100% local let's live on a real time solar budget let's do the transition town if you look that up that says it all that's the the tactical implementation of climate strategies for energy descent that take permaculture um principles and 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 core teaching elements and value add the permaculture design course and the permaculture design movement with a a climate aware and a peak oil sensibility and i've been associated with transition town leaders over the course of 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 my career in the la- over the last at least 15 years or so and so yeah i'm in alignment with the transition town movement um which is not popular because people don't care to sacrifice convenience of high tech in order to have a wholesome egalitarian real natural resilient ecologically secure community fabric they would rather believe that billionaires are going to sell them the solution um and so I'm pretty cynical about the state of the world I'm pretty cynical about the west and the north etc voluntarily abdicating its privilege and actually scaling down its energy demand 
not trying to replace the supply. That's the extremist, primitivist, Luddite perspective that most people are not going to be on board with. And I'm fully aware of that. <laughs> that's, and that's what it means to be on the fringe and to be marginal, marginal and be an extremist. So be it. So that leaves the global south, the developing world, the less developed world, whatever, whatever the term de jour is. And for some leaders, it's going to be despite us, like setting oil fields ablaze on the way out of a battle zone, a war zone. That's one way to say F you to the West. Another way is to say we're going to keep burning coal because who are you to tell us to stop? But if the West is going to not slow down demand, or the, the, the North is not going to slow down demand, and the South is not going to slow down demand, there's going to be more carbon emissions, and there's going to be more, more, even to me, there's going to be more of a human, of an anthropogenic global warming greenhouse effect happening that just so happens to collide with and coincide with this nebulous phenomenon which is maybe a cycle of sorts that we would be getting cooked anyway even if we weren't doing all this so to me that's that's how I steel man both sides in order to create a middle ground to actually get constructive with in terms of climate deni deniers and climate um, social justice war or climate justice warriors versus climate de deniers it's to me if if the if i have to enter that that fight and do sort of intellectual jujitsu in order to subdue both in order to get them to work together and get along and, and and be constructive because they're both losing their minds and panicking and not communicating and I need to come in and be the adult in the room I will I will do it in this manner and I will say that um, why can't why can't you both be right you know I'm gonna say What's your thesis? Let's steel man it. What's your thesis? Let's steel man it. Okay, thesis of the left. It, it wouldn't. It, none of no global warming would be happening whatsoever if it wasn't for human activity. It's all human activity. Therefore, it's all within our power and within our responsibility and our. And we should feel the guilt that should motivate motivate us because of the mass extinctions that are happening and the suffering that's happening in, in the human world, um, nowhere near the extent of the suffering happening in the non-human world on Earth due to climate change right now. But if it's all our fault, all the fault of human civilization, and that's that one extreme position, to just say, okay, can you be a little bit a little bit, um, can you compromise a little bit, be a little bit flexible and say, it's 
anthropogenic and 1% cosmic, okay? And just say, yeah, there's a non-zero chance that it's not 100% anthropogenic. Okay, cool. We're cool. I'm cool with the left now. Chill. <laughs> no pun intended. And then with the right, could you possibly admit that there's 1% of global warming that's caused by greenhouse gases that are the result of our... Um, unsustainable farming practices and and the pollution of burning fossil fuels and all kinds of other uh, very very toxic activities that are happening in the modern industrialized world and if they could admit that it's you know one percent then I would say okay well let's do a thought experiment that says since that you both agree that there is a non-zero possible percentage that you could be slightly slightly wrong and give an inch well i'm going to ask you to you don't have to do this you don't have to to do this forever but you can do it for to humor me for a moment and say let's say you just for the sake of for the sake of argument or because i'm going to give you each a million dollars <laughs> in this focus group you get you get paid a million dollars each if you do this focus group and you honestly allow yourself to Accept the possibility that there is up to 50% human anthropogenic global warming cause and up to 50% cosmic causes that we have no control over. Okay, so if I could get those that focus group to play along with me in this thought experiment, then Here's my here will be my next point. So if Amazon workers in Arizona are striking right now because they know that well what did I just hear today? I was like someone claimed it was 135 something degrees in the back of an Amazon truck that doesn't have AC built into it. So if that's I'm gonna just for the thought experiment, I'm not going to fact check that. I'm just going to say, let's just assume that that's what's happening and then say, I know that there are hikers dropping dead. I know that there was a, a postal worker who dropped dead. So at a certain point, that Venn diagram of the, not me, the, the outlier, I'm the outlier because I'm the extreme primitivist who says, we should tear up all civilization and and plant horticultural food forest gardens that from space the earth doesn't look like it has cancer where where humans are okay <laughs> that's me because i'm the outlying extremist but the people who want earth to still look like it has cancer from space i.e the left and the right who have the green and the brown scorched earth versus green topia urban cities whatever or green cities thing um i understand i'm the outlier so just take me out of that i'm not on the venn diagram the venn diagram is the the moderate green left and the and just the right the right period and and it's in its general attitude towards laissez-faire capitalism anti-regulation and certainly anti-climate justice but what they do care about 
what would push the right conservative scorched earth Venn diagram to overlap more with the moderate green left diagram is if global warming starts to eat into the bottom line. And then, like the military, the private sector is going to say, this is an existential threat to our mission. And if your mission is to rape the earth, extract all of its resources, pimp all of the peoples of the earth, and let everyone die in combat to defend your wealth, except for you and your children, and that's your agenda, well, what if you just start dropping dead too, and you can't the military and the cops that defend your empire start dropping dead because of the heat. And then your fat ass, and I say that with all due respect to people who have medical reasons to not be fit and not psychological reasons to not be fit. Or... That don't have intractable, intractable psychological reasons to not be fit that are beyond their reasonable ability to control, which I think is a small number of people, but I want to show respect to those people because I know some of them. With that disclaimer said, those who are profiting off of the exploitation of the working class so that they can have be the ruling the ruling class who runs the empire when you're when when everyone that on the chessboard that's that protects you just just gets evaporated and disintegrated because of climate change and global warming and the whole time you told them don't listen to the the opposing team because they're going to eat into our bottom line. I'm going to have to pay you less. You're going to have to absorb the pay cuts and the price hikes because of me having to be responsive to the climate change with my with my with my uh my corporate supply chain modifications that would have to be made. You're standing there alone on that chessboard because climate change starts eating into, your, eating into your profits and then eating into your security forces. With any intelligence, sometime before that moment, you're going to say, damn, I don't want to say that the green left was right. I don't want to concede to them that I was wrong. But I will say that like the military, I've got to have a plan B. And if the world is getting hotter, even though I don't care about the polar bears, the world is getting hotter. My employees are now going on strike. I can't. It's cutting into my bottom line. So, the mission then for everyone becomes stop pointing fingers and start making the world cooler <laughs> and if the billionaires want to find ways to make the world cooler that may or may not include drastic technological shifts that reduce the 
the demand for fossil fuel energy, then that's great. But I, I believe that the, 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 this is the thing that's funny to me that I never heard anyone say before, which is that, and I'm sure it's not profound and that people have said it before and made all kinds of cartoons about it and I'm just not really focused on it so much because I'm, I'm already so cynical that I don't, I don't think either side is going to... I I I think I think well Jim Morrison said I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my kicks before the whole shit house goes up in flames. I'm I'm at that level of survivalism personally where I just want to live and let live, try to do no harm, be kind, and be as close to zero waste and zero carbon footprint as I can personally, and I'll live peacefully that way and maybe fight back a little bit if I can. At least by talking hard until my my final days, I'm gonna keep talking hard. But at a certain point, I don't think the right is gonna join the left and concede and change its it's aesthetic, the way it dresses, its politics, its sexuality. <laughs> I don't think any of those things are going to change. But what it might finally be forced to capitulate to is a form of alliance building where the acknowledgement is no matter how you arrive at the, no matter who's to blame, whether it's the sun, the galaxy, the cosmos, cows or cars the earth is heating up we know what the greenhouse effect is and if we were to do more carbon sequestration it would probably have some mitigating effect maybe maybe not enough to slow down the runaway effects that are happening now but if the reason that the that the that the right is so dug into the position of defending scorched earth capitalism is that they don't want to give an inch to the left because it's just about saving face. At a certain point, I would hope that they'll snap out of it and say, this isn't about trying to impress people and it's not about saving face, it's about saving the bottom line. And they may just surprise everybody and figure out ways to cool the earth because they realize that they don't they don't have to sign up and get on board with all of the things that they're that they oppose about the ideologies of the left. They could just say, well, we're gonna make global cooling faster, cheaper, better, get a bunch of venture venture funding to do it. And they can be the heroes. And <laughs> and I would honestly not like, I mean, for me, and on the extreme green left where I come from, we would always joke about how the word sustainability itself is 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 a lie. It's, it's a joke. It's to be mocked because 
they don't want to sustain most of them who talk about sustainability the reformists within the left who are moderates that the more extreme green left sees almost as worse than the right because they're the right is willing to be honest about their agenda and the the moderate green green left reformists they kind of they're like wolves in sheep's clothing in a way they're even more slippery and slithery and weaselly than the right who are just blunt and honest about their agenda to scorch the earth for profit. I'm in a place now where I've learned how to be loving and accepting to everyone. And I want to... I want to reach a, a point of compassion and, and understanding. And I know earth firsters like... Daryl Cherney and Judy Berry, rest her soul. After what happened, I was educated in my environmental coming of age around the politics of mending the hoop between the workers and the tree huggers. And that that is the most threatening tactical advantage you could have against the state and the corporations who are raping the earth is for there to be alliances built between the working the working class who love nature, the hunters, the fishers, the ones who actually are far more embedded and actually living and breathing and eating, literally literally walking they're not the vegetarians are walking if they're not totally permaculture, 100%, they're walking, literally flesh and blood, walking petroleum products. Whereas the conservative working class hunters and fishers, they're walking soil, they're walking earth, they're walking minerals, they're walking wildlife, because they're, they're consuming what they're, what they're harvesting out of the wild. So you see how that's like a yin and yang, that's like this match made in heaven. If only the conservatives were more slightly conservationist and they could join forces with the ecologists and have a bigger picture view and start sabotaging their own logging companies uh, with uh, rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> rainbow, ra ra rainbow and unicorn graffiti at their workplace and I'll just be as fluffy as that. But that was starting to happen, but it had teeth. And it was, I'm just being fluffy to cover my own ass in terms of what I'm advocating here. But the reality is when I went to the University of Oregon and I went to the Environmental Law Conference and I watched presenters from the union who spoke in very plain, down-to-earth, in-your-face English about how tremendous the impact was of joining forces with Earth First so that they could take their union agenda of protecting their jobs and sustainable forestry being something that sustainability wasn't just a mockery because we're not talking about sustaining the status quo, we're talking about sustaining the Earth 
and regenerating wildness after it has been devastated worldwide. So I think that's probably enough. I just got in this mood where I felt like after what I've been suffering through and I'm on the edge of being a climate survivor and I already went on strike. I've been on strike for a few years now. I'm not going back to work under these conditions. When I have, when the sun is below the horizon to go and get my water squared away for the day and do any chores I need to do on the land. And then when that sun starts to appear, I got to hustle up into my breakfast and tea ceremony and then I'm laid out in the shade with my MacGyver swamp cooling setup until the sun's on the other side of the horizon and that's that's I'm I'm almost one month out of three into that and that's the drill is incapacitation completely so I just cannot imagine what it would be like to have to be expected to live in the workaday world. I don't know why there isn't a general strike. It's like heat strike or heat stroke. I guess that's what I'm going to have to call this. I'm going to have to call this one heat strike or heat stroke. But apologize if you're sick of this theme if you're in a cool if if you're in a, if you're already in the in in the opposite uh hemisphere and it's already cool for you 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 might want to tune in in a couple of months when I stop talking about how how heat madness is is making me a little bit agitated but let me just say again I appreciate people of all body types and I have no uh no phobias or um or 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 bigotry towards towards people of uh, of 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 a variety of of shapes and sizes so when i said the fat cats that was a working class colloquialism from eras in the past where if you were poor you were emaciated and if you were rich it was a status symbol to be gluttonous and fat so Please accept that uh, that clarification, if you will. And with that said, yeah. Heat strike or heat stroke. For me, I'm I'm bedridden every day, trying to. Try, I'm like on a rotisserie of yoga to keep my my potential bed sores from becoming abscesses. And I would definitely not want that to be a bunch of blisters from throwing around throwing around delivery boxes in a delivery truck with no AC and a uh <laughs> an executive command structure that's totally decked out with AC and they'll just replace you with someone who's more desperate and that's it. We'll just be spatch. We'll, we'll just need spatulas to take people off the sidewalk, dropping dead like flies. I hope you stay cool. I'm gonna try to stay cool. And uh, on a happy note, I did read a story 
today from the uh, from the uh, global disaster and emergency um, sort of event profiling feed that I get. I read every day. They talked about how there's a, a place in Canada where the fire department is making a making a sort of block party event, and they're going to routinely go out and take a fire truck and create a sprinkler in a public park for the community out of the goodness of their heart, serve treats and give away swag and do community outreach. And to me, that is the state at its best. So of all the things that I said that were a little bit barbed about about uh, the system, those folks at that fire department, I will salute you. And I thank you for giving me something to to warm my heart and to cool my yeah my rage to 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 uh <laughs> to chill me out give me that that chill pill that i needed cuz i'm 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 pretty aggravated and agitated by the heat and i'm really sad to hear about all the people suffering and dying who don't have the luxury i have to be a a basically a, a skid row scale glamper who is financially free enough not to have to go and and drop dead delivering pizzas or whatever right now. So thank you to that fire department. Thank you for listening. And let's collude across the aisle to make the world a cooler place. And we'll all be cooler for it. Cheers.